No, you can sell two copies and it'll go number one. Yeah. Uh, Ant and Dex are number one. Oh, fuck off. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of The Conversation. Uh, unlucky for some, unlucky for you, because you've got to listen to this hour's worth of dog shit. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Alan Porter. My name's Tom Hutchison and welcome back. Welcome back, thank you for listening. Um, 13, un- as we say, unlucky for some, and um, there is a group of people um, who uh, a, a very particular number is unlucky for them, and that number is 27. Yes, the 27 Club. 27 Club. It's not a, it's not a club in Soho. Um, it is not a club anywhere apart from in heaven or hell, if you believe in such abstract contracts. Mostly hell. Mostly hell. Um do you want to talk us through the 27 Club, Tom? Oh, uh, well, I'll put it in context. So, um, very recently, last few days, um, there's been a story that um, Lindsay Lohan, the actress, her yep. dad, um, Michael, I yep, believe, Michael Lohan. has basically said uh, she'll be the next member of the 27 Club. Right. Right. Now, um, you may you have that there, internet, so you'll be able to help me out here with extended names. But members of the 27, the 27 Club is people who died, famous people who died at 27 yeah, years old. Yeah, and, and it goes across, um, it's typically musicians as well. Now, yeah. I, I, I think of a, little, a, a nice little game we could play, a really cheery game, where I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you the name of someone who died at the age of 27. You tell me how they died. Yeah, oh, let's, see interesting. Do, let's see if we can do this. Okay. Okay, so I'm only going to pick out the ones that I think you'll, you know, you would have heard of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Robert Johnson. Blues, the blues guitarist, best blues. Oh player. yes, I do know him. Um, oh, so, I don't know how he died. Let so, me think. Oh, I reckon he'd be hit by a car or something, okay. or plane crash. Plane crash. Um, no, I mean it was. He died in August sixteenth, uh, nineteen thirty-eight. Um, the, the, yeah, the official cause of death is unknown, but it's typically attributed to strychnine poisoning. Wow. Uh, now, now, Robert Johnson. Like fascinating character. If you've never, uh, this is the, the the Mr. Blues, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean the, the tale goes that he sold his soul to the sold devil. Sold his soul to the yeah. devil at the crossroads. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a different thing entirely. Not Glenn Johnson. He's a footballer. No, yeah, and he's terrible. Um, Brian Jones, the um, Rolling Stones founder, guitarist, and multi instrumentalist, uh, died mm. July third, nineteen sixty nine. Drugs. Do I need to be more specific? No, I mean the the official cause of death was drowned um, or death by misadventure. So I imagine he probably have a bit of drugs in him. Okay, I'm, I'm none out of two. Yep. <laughs> um, Give me an easy one. Okay, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix puked. Uh, died in his own puke. Okay, so asphyxiation. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Yep. But again, as he was out of it. Uh, Janis Joplin. Is this different from drugs? No, it's very much it's drugs. very much drugs, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, it's heroin over there. Heroin, yeah, I was going to say. Um, Jim Morrison? Uh, drugs? <laughs> Heart attack. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a result of taking too many drugs? Probably. Um, Roger Pickpin McKernan? Who? Uh, the guy Bless the, you. The, <laughs> the uh, from The Grateful Dead. I don't know that one. Um, he was the keyboard player and singer of the Grateful Dead. Um, gastrointestinal hemorrhage associated with alcoholism. All cheery stuff. Fucking um, hell. At 27? Yeah, I mean, yeah, That's yeah. some serious drinking, right? That's a bottle of vodka in the morning, isn't it? Easy. Um, who, who else is in? Um, I'm just going, uh, River Phoenix? Uh, he was part of the... Twi- Kurt Cobain. We'll get to it. Kurt Cobain, okay. Obviously. Shot himself through the head. Yeah, suicide by gunshot. Um, Richie Edwards... Of the oh, Manics of the Mannix. Well, he went missing. We're not hundred percent. He's yeah, dead. Disappeared. Um, officially presumed dead. Yeah. Um, in, Living in uh, t- in a Tesco's. Yeah. In Brentwood. Um, who else we got? An Amy Winehouse. Alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Well. Yeah. She died from the booze rather than the drugs, didn't she? Yep. Yep. And Lord knows she um she certainly tried with the with the old drugs. Alcohol to death. Wine in a name. Yes. Amy Vineyard. It might as well have been, mightn't it? Yeah, you can tell you work at a newspaper. <laughs> You've been thinking of those. I imagine everyone just had to tear up all those Mate, things. Throw stuff at me, I'll give you a pun. Yeah. Honestly, that's all we do all day. 
Um, yeah, so, all right, here's the question for you then, following on from this. Go for all it. horrible, horrible deaths. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. very famous names there. Mm. Um, probably some of the most famous being Jimi Hendrix, uh, Kurt Cobain. Maybe River Phoenix is quite famous, or was it? Was, so. he, was he 27? Uh, yeah, do double check that, but I'm sure he's one of the ones. In look. fact, can you look up 27 Club and see... That's exactly what I'm looking at, mate. Um, see others, other names. I bet there'll be... It'd be interesting to know the names that we haven't mentioned, because I'm sure there's a lot... It's obviously there's a reason why it's called the Twenty Seven Club because there's a very there's a lot of people of fame that he was no, River Phoenix was twenty three. Oh right, forgive me. Yeah, there yeah. is someone of that ilk though who um, died at twenty seven. A, a young actor. Well, I mean, the Twenty Seven Club is typically um, attributed to musicians, but I think James Dean died at twenty seven. Um, let's have a look. Uh, that's off the top of my head. I just. Good old Wikipedia. Uh, Wikipedia. 24. James Dean. That's young, isn't it? That's too young, man. Much uh, too young. Much too young. It's weird to think that he only did three films. <laughs> did he? Yeah, yeah. East he always seems more, doesn't East it? of Eden, Rebel Without Calls, and Giant, which I've never seen. Um, and Journey 2. Uh, yep, Journey 2. With the Rock. And he also he was also in the uh, Bridge to Terabithia. There you go. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> Do you not remember the tra- that film? There, there was that trailer that was just on the. Um, it was just. It was. A, it was sort of on every, the start of everything. It was just a like the bridge to Terabithia. And then it was just like a little little action scene. Then the bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> and like, the bridge. To-. And that was it. And, they just, uh, and at the end, it was like <laughs> the bridge to Terabithia. Fall two thousand and nine. 2009 no. or whatever. Um, 2009 yeah, yeah no, not 2000 just... and where's the end I know 2009 bloody Americans they've got time for the end so alright here's the question right go for it who would be the next disregard Lindsay Lohan because she's an obvious yeah. who would be the next choice for the 27 club bit of a morbid conversation I know but we're trying to have fun you know a bit who, of fun who, here who would be next um, who, who has the potential to die early in <laughs> modern celebrity Jesus. I think it's an interesting subject well I mean <laughs> there's two ways of looking at it really I mean if you look at someone's life expectancy by the, the nature of their life say for instance you've got someone who uh, is going out getting hammered all the time uh, mm. or someone who's on the drugs you know the, the likelihood of them dying early is probably greater than you know Zane from One Direction um, because you know he's young mm. and you know he probably doesn't do that and um, maybe not the twi- not, maybe not so much twenty seven, but who 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 has the potential as a celebrity? Who's off their nut? I'll give you one um, to start it. the conversation going. Um, Tara Palmer Tomkinson. Yeah, yeah. Is she, she's still off it. Um, she's mental. Yeah. yeah, but is she just, is she actually just mentally unstable? Or because uh, I I I thought that she was she was bang on it at one point, and she went through. Um, uh, rehab and stuff and she doesn't do the drugs anymore but she's probably still quite mentally affected by it mm. well legally we can't say for sure whether she's I don't think she well, is presumably she's not as she would have said oh, I, don't, I don't think she is I don't but, think she's um, on drugs she's seen uh, there are regular pictures of her seen stumbling in and out of uh, nightclubs and stuff I'm not suggesting at any point that she's uh, on illegal narcotics but um, she has the, the still has the wild about her um, not quite in control of herself yeah um, that's the perception anyway um, but we're just talking potential. We're not saying someone's definitely gonna, someone's definitely on drugs and going off the rails. But I mean, like Michael Jackson was assuring by the end, wasn't he? That that guy. Well, because he was. On, on, you know, he was when you saw him. He was so fragile at the end, and oh yeah, he's going to perform fifty gigs at the O2. What that guy? He looks like he's ninety and he's bloody forty. Five yeah. years old, you know. Well, rather than talking about people who we think might die soon, um, let's let's put it on that spin. So, um, who who's probably pushing themselves too hard? Because you do say you're absolutely right. When you looked at Michael Jackson, he was he was fragile. He mm-hmm. did seem that he was. Britney Spears looks fragile to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, could, could give you that. I mean, that's a girl who uh, we all know has gone through mental health issues. Um, she had a, pretty much had a public breakdown. She shaved her head. She smashed cars up with baseball bats and all this kind of stuff. This is all publicly documented, right? You sure this? She, sure this uh, she, didn't she hold her kids kidnapped? Uh, 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 um, hold her kids in in the bathroom. Uh, uh, locked them, uh, hostage. Sorry, is the word I'm looking for. Not kidnapped. 
held her kids hostage and the police all come around and then they ended up strapping her to a gurney which is the best line i've ever heard i was strapped to a gurney you know (laughs) Uh, that's nothing and she would have been under 26 i would have thought at that time um, she's older under than you think she is. She is now, but that was years ago. I remember, you know, that in the papers years ago. Um, that's a girl who's in in a little bit of. Ooh, where? What, what's going to happen with you? You know. Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, you you probably know better than anyone that the media is going to capture what's newsworthy, and it could be that you know someone's absolutely fine, but it's you know they just have a, a blip, and you know something mm. happens, and mm. you know. Someone, someone paps them, acting like a loon, and it's like, oh, you know, outrage at so and so. Well, yeah, a good example of that would be um, Justin Bieber. Everyone thinks he's going bonkers now. Yeah, Um, and that's because um, a a series of weird things happened. Like he, he, in a week, he wore a gas mask to go to a nightclub. I mean, right, that's a bit odd. Was he going to chance in the nineties? You know, because a gas mask was Derry Girl. You know, they were letting out tear gas on the dance floor. <laughs> that wasn't tear gas. That's, that was my ass. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he had a series of breakdowns in London. In very recently, one was uh, over a week. At one point, he wore the gas mask to go to a nightclub. Uh, he cancelled a gig uh, because he was he basically collapsed on stage i use i'm using the uh, inverted commas there yeah um because actually if you so- watch the video he just kind of bends over and goes holds his belly for a second goes, uh, 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 and then just walks off and goes to hospital and then takes a twitter picture of himself in hospital um uh, hi fans i'm okay an hour later and yeah. then everyone's pissed off uh, he turned up um two hours late to a gig or something roughly yeah yeah, yeah the and this was all in the same week and then finally that to cap it off he um has a massive bust up with a photographer who um i've seen the raw video of this uh the photographer it's it seems to be bieber's fault or he's certainly his minder's fault because they push this photographer out of the way right yeah. in the video and he and he's really pissed off and uh, bieber i think says something to him and he says why don't you go back to america yeah he's from canada, and he's from Ca- yeah, he's from yeah. canada. so yeah. um i think you know they're both I've, to blame for that i've heard that i haven't seen it i've heard it and he's he, he's like I'm gonna knock you out. Let me at him. Let don't let yeah. me at him. Let me at him. Don't let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, this weedy little man child. Yeah, uh, yeah. The photographer's like, I'm gonna fuck you up, mate. I'm um, gonna do you in, you dumb. Old... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go back to America? <laughs> right. um, I should. I would. I would have just headbutted him. Mm. Which one? <laughs> Everyone. Both. I would have just headbutted the world. <laughs> um, but since then, ever oh Bieber meltdown, Bieber bonkers was the headlines. And um, uh, do you think there's an element though? Sorry to interrupt. Do you think there's an element though, with, especially with that, that we, like the British press, um, doesn't take that kind of bullshit quite so much. In America, they would have kind of let it ride a little bit, and they would have been like, always oh, having a tough time with us. We're like Bieber meltdown, like Bieber bonkers for British bacon or something <laughs> obviously i don't work for the newspaper but they would have um you know we 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 we're, we're ganging for a fight we want it we want to stir up the the hassle because it's you know it sells newspapers or in america they might be a little bit more cuz more like entertainment focused tabloids um uh what's it called you know the the the, the magazines on the uh, I don't think it's any secret that um, the America a bit more pandering to him. Yeah, British British media compared to American media, um, the, two, the, the generally speaking, British media knocks people down more than the American mm. media, who tend to big people up, and, and it's all about you know publicists and yeah. getting the right image across. And, and yeah, so uh, we tend to, to. I mean, we have more fun with people, I think, than yeah. the Americans. Yeah. The Americans are very, oh my god, what show are you doing next? What mu- movie are you gonna be in? You know, and we're kind of, oh look at you, you he's got a dodgy haircut. Oh look, he's yeah, yeah. hanging out. You can see his his ankles, his cankles. You know, yeah. we like to poke fun at people and make them more human and 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 ridicule a little bit more, not in a nasty way. Um, everyone does it over here. It's just mm. the British culture and the nature, but. Um, yeah, I think we're better for it, you know. Yeah, I mean, we humanise people. It's yeah, there's, there's, show their fallibilities. There's always the uh, yeah, the thing like um, when a when a minor celebrity comes over. And this is probably more. This is more in the nineties that, that I remember hearing about it was when, uh, uh, say, a particularly naive celebrity would come over to this country, especially to London, mm. and some like a particular newspaper or any number of newspapers would hire a prostitute and send them to person x's room uh, and like or you know or to to chat them up so they, they spend the night with this person and then they get a 
tell-all story the following day for, for 80 quid or whatever it costs to hire a kiss brass. Kiss and tell. Yeah, I've never heard that way of doing it. Hiring a whore to sleep with... I've never heard of that before. Well, but that's, it's... Um, oh. Uh, well, case in point, because it was actually in his book, was uh, Harry Knowles, the uh, Ain't It Cool News guy. Right. Um, it was in his book. It, um, he said that when he came to London for some something or other, um, he did a, he did an interview with uh, a particular newspaper, I can't remember which one, and a girl knocked on his hotel room door mm. and said, oh, like, hello, can I can I come in? And he was like, uh, no, he sort of, it smelled a bit fishy, so he was like, no, it's okay, I'm going to bed. And then he called his friend and said, "No, no, no! Don't do that because they're from a newspaper, and they're just gonna you'll you'll be in the newspaper the following day." Um, um, well, there are these professional kiss and tell people out there. Yeah, well, that, that um, that's. But, but, I, don't, I don't think the newspapers send them. I think these that, people just kind of target. I mean, it happens famously with footballers. Yeah. So um, there are these wannabe. They call them wannabe wags, but that's that's too nice a term for them. Really, it's just absolute scumbags who will do yeah. anything to get them get with a footballer so that they can be basically treated, you know, with with all their money and. There's even a term for them, and I've forgotten what the bloody term is. Shit cunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, rinsers, that's the term. Really? Yeah, but look, it up, look it up. Look it up in your I've never heard one out. Um, yeah, they're, they're professional rinsers, and what they do, what that means is that they'll they'll target famous people, not or, or rich people, not necessarily famous, I mm. should say that, like rich businessmen or whatever, and they'll basically... I mean, they're effectively prostitutes because what they're doing, even if they're not getting paid to sleep with X bloke, they're yeah. going out with this person for the specific reason that this guy's going to buy them holidays and cars and whatever else they want, expensive jewellery, clothes. Yeah. And they're proud of it. You, you, there are interviews with people who are, you know, I'm a professional rinser. I've been bought this, that and the other. And that's the terminology for them. Yeah. The people who were listening to this didn't see my face, but I screwed it up in a professional rinser. What is the world coming to? Yeah, I mean, that's what they consider their job to be. And, and they tend I, to be glamour model looking kind of girls uh, and I suppose their aim is to get knocked up at some point because then then that's just like well you're fed for life I yeah, suppose exactly, yeah, in yeah. your worst scumbagginess um, is that term? it is term now it is term now yeah yeah obviously these people I mean as soon as you're famous you're going to be targeted by unscrupulous yeah, yeah, yeah. fuckers like this excuse my language but you know horrible people who just want to make money out of you and that includes people like in Michael Jackson's case at the end where I mean, he had so much money at one point, and he was skimped by the end because that's why they agreed to do fifty-day gig tour. Yeah, and there was no chance the guy was physically able to do one. Worked himself to death, literally, and yeah. and he um, and all because he needed the money because he had so many hangers-on, so many people who were basically going, "Oh, I'll look after you." And over the years, who have uh, and people who had ripped him off and yeah. taken him for what money they could. Not just women or business associates and people, you know, uh, all over the place. Women, uh, children. You know, a lot of this. How often do you see stories about someone very, very famous and who's now past their big fame point and 10 years down the road and they've got nothing left and, yeah. you know, having to go on Celebrity Big Brother or something? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a common thing. I mean, a, a lot of um, particularly older stars were, um, you know, might have received bad advice from from promoters, be that maliciously or you know purely accidentally. Uh, you think like very recently, Dion Warwick mm-hmm. um, filed for bankruptcy. Filed for bankruptcy, but yet she was still making like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, a year in back sales. Um, it's just in royalties and stuff. It's just that she never paid a tax. Same with Whitney Houston. Yeah, another great example of someone who's just completely ruined their life and end up you know dying far too early. Yeah. Partly through drugs, uh, a problem. Sorry. Mostly through drugs. Yeah, um, pretty much all through drugs. But, I mean, who was surrounding? Who was? Who was the people around her? She, she, she went. With, she had no money at one point. She That's was a, living on someone's floor, I think. She was. That was a genuine shame because she was so talented. Yeah. Um, but beautiful girl. But and so like, was Jacko. A ridiculous I mean, voice as well. Just, just like phenomenal. And you know, who has the potential to end up that way right now? Um, not dead or anything. I'm not being that morbid well, who, now. But okay, let, let me let me change the question slightly. Who would you be most disappointed to end up that way? Right, because I, I don't know what people are like. But see, I think people like, for example, Adele are not going to go that way. I'd be no. shocked if 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 someone of Adele's caliber um, and she seems to be very savvy and have, I presumably have a very good team behind her, a very professional team behind her. Yeah. Um, so I would be shocked, truly shocked, if Adele ended up being on drugs and. Yeah, no. But she's a mum now as well. Well, yeah, that that will obviously ground her as well massively. Mm. Um, uh, who are the younger stars? Like young younger pop stars nowadays. People like I don't know. 
Um, Kesha, she looks a bit odd to me and a bit out mm. of control. Um, I, I've always, I've always wonder about the Americans. Though. I always wonder whether it's a, whether it's a ruse to, mm. you know, for more publicity and stuff like that. What I mean, about someone like Harry Styles, right? One oh, Direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's in the tabloids massively right now because. He's he's basically portrayed as a, as the new Mick Jagger, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying he's sorry, the same. I am going to edit that. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, if, if he even looks like the guy when he was young, but no, I'm not saying he's on a talent level. But what I'm saying is, is uh, he's, he's portrayed in a kind of oh look, young British lad. He's taken over America. Yeah. He can pull any girl he wants, and that's very much the vein of what Jagger was in his in his younger days. In as much as he's let Pete Townsend suck his. <laughs> Um, legally, we're not allowed to say that. No, I can. It's in his autobiography. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, what was my point? Harry Styles has the potential to be... He's so tabloid fodder, like Britney Spears was, and, and you know, um, Jacko and all those kind of things. It, it gets to a point where he could lose all sense of reality like these yeah. other stars have in the past. He's become the focal point of that, that little band. Oh, yeah. I think he has the potential to be completely off the rails. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, what... The rest of the group, and I use that term extremely loosely, um, might get a bit pissed off about it because. Um, oh yeah. Well, actually, would they? Would they? They're all te- boy bands are all manufactured. We, we, these were manufactured in front of our eyes, One Direction. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're teenagers. They're they're having the time of their they're lives. They're having the time of their lives, and they're they're, they're just they're just doing what they're told. I mean, are they really going to be that pissed off? I don't think they are. I think I've just corrected myself. They've just made an absolute fortune, and they will continue to. I don't think they have made that much money, Tom. Well, Simon Cowell has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Someone's made a lot of money. They'll do it. all right. What about movie movie sort of actors and actresses, young ones maybe? Um, um, I think, uh, I don't know, Shia LaBeouf? He, oh, he, yeah. He yeah, seems yeah. like a bit of a dick. The Transformers guy. Yeah, he's 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 very unpopular. Um, yeah, he's made himself unpopular, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Through, through his own kind of, oh, I'm not doing any more Transformers. I'm not doing anything, you know, I'm going to do he's, not yeah, he's mainstream anymore. Mouthy, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he started. He started off really well. He started off. You know, he did, did some interesting films. Oh, he was films. at one point. He was in about fifteen films in one year. <laughs> yeah. Wall Street Two. Money never sleeps. Yeah. What a terrible name for a film. It, it, uh, that was. Yeah. It was in Transformers Three. I think. Terrible film for a film as well. I've not watched it. I'm oh, not it's, gonna. It's dog shit. Um, there was, that year he was in he was in so many, Indiana Jones four. Do you remember that the C- Curse of the Crystal Skull or whatever it was yeah, called? Yeah, well, that was the one that really broke. That was the straw that broke Campbell's back, really, because he um, he badmouthed it. Did he? Yeah, and like he was in an interview with, uh, and I think Harrison Ford was there, and he, even Harrison Ford was just like, uh, "Shut up, kid! Uh, you Shut don't up, know, boy! You don't know what you're talking about." Uh, so he mumbled his way through that, but he actually said like, "Shut the fuck up!" Really? Like you, you're you're paid you, to do a job. Yeah. Um, and then you pay to promote it. You don't sit in an interview promoting the film and say it's crap. Mm. Or say you drop. I think the it's, quote was that we dropped the ball on it. It's a rat in the moment, um, isn't it? Yeah, he's. You know, I'm all. I'm all for promoting. You know, people being honest as far as the quality of their merchandise is concerned. Mm. But when it is your job to sit there and sell the fucking thing, do that. When you're in a uh, in an interview selling that product, yeah. Don't badmouth it. Well, badmouth it on Graham Norton five years later, by all means. Yeah, you know, well, there's a very famous quote. It's one of my favourite film quotes. Where um, it's not even from a film. Um, when Jaws three came out, mm. uh, was it Jaws no, or Jaws four? The one that um, Michael Caine was in, and um, he like, it was released, and it's terrible. It really is an awful film. And uh, he was coming back from an airport like, from from holiday, mm. and uh, someone doorstepped him at the at the airport like. Uh, uh, journalist said, um, "Oh, what, what do you think of the reports that uh, Jaws three? I think uh, Jaws three is uh, terrible and it's bombing at the box office." And he goes, "Tell you what, I haven't seen the film, but what I can say is that I've seen the house that it paid for, and it is magnificent." <laughs> I'm paraphrasing it, but it's, it's generally. <laughs> can I just ask when was Michael Caine Indian? <laughs> I don't know, not my friend. <laughs> you like bag? You like bag with your impression? Arnie Blatt, the platy. What's up, my friend? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was quite a good. It I was quite you, a I good you, I've, got a, I've got a very good plan here, don't you? Um, yeah, no, uh, that, that's brilliant. <laughs> that, that's honesty, but with a tongue in the cheek. Don't ask me, my friend. Ask my mate, David Bowie. <laughs> oh, well, I've seen it, and it's brilliant. <laughs> David Bowie's out. I know we, why do we always talk about David Bowie? Um, I but, don't know, he's just good good subject matter, isn't he? Uh, Labyrinth, great film ever. Labyrinth, very good film. Um, Top five. He, he's been in loads of. He was in uh, the Prestige. He played uh, Nikola Tesla. 
Bowie. Bowie, yeah. Did he? Yeah, he was in the president. Genius piece of casting. He was. I can't in... remember. It. I can't remember that film. That was Hugh Grant, was it? No, it was Hugh Actor. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, huge. That's it. Huge, huge Jackman. Ac- yes. Huge actor. Huge actor. <laughs> <laughs> huge Jackman. Sorry, not yeah. Hugh, Hugh so Grant. It's Wolverine right. and Batman. Ah, Wolver- oh, Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do, you, why do you say it like a Chinese man? Oh, Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, and I nice to meet you. Have you met your brother Gareth Bale? <laughs> Good football, are yeah? Um Hey Bale. When does this become racist? <laughs> I think the line is adult, my friend. Um Yeah, no, it's um yeah, what else has he been in? Let's IMDB him. Who? Oh wait. Uh David Bowie. Bowie, yeah. Um uh, well, I know he he played uh It was in extras famously, wasn't he? He played Andy Warhol. Pretty little fat man. He played Andy Warhol in something. Uh He should be in more film. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um He's a good actor. Have you got his new album? I have. Is it good? It's alright. Um It went number one. Okay, so he was in Just trying to find some uh he was in The Last Temptation of Christ. He plays uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, obviously, Labyrinth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute Beginners. Because we're absolute beginners. <laughs> um, he was in... That was about it, really. The uh, Man Who Fell to Earth, famously, obviously. As, uh, oh, of course, Thomas yeah. Jerome Newton. Um, and uh, the One Direction movie that's coming out. Yeah. No, that's a lie. Uh, okay, so um, and, and he was in SpongeBob SquarePants. Really, playing yeah. himself? No, as Lord Royal Highness. Uh, which Fantastic. if you're going to play a part, play the Lord Royal Highness. Play the King of the World. Uh, cool. No, that's good. I like I like when mus- musicians do things. Um, <laughs> Jack Black's in Jack, Jack Black. Jack White, sorry, from the from the White Stripes, um, is in a few films. He's pretty good as well. Is he? Yeah, mm. that's irrelevant. Um, so what was we um <laughs> what was we talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um so celebrities um and potential to be complete mess ups. To, to, to go off the rails. Do you, do you like watching a celebrity go off the rails in in a in a kind of newspaper stroke um uh, tabloid website kind of styley? Does it peak does it float your boat? Mm, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on whether a I like their work. Mm-hmm. Um or I'm interested in what they do. Uh, B, the severity of what they're doing, whether I find it funny. I mean, if someone's just stumbling drunk out of a nightclub, I couldn't give a shit. But if someone's, like, um, high on whatever and they're, you know, dressed as a rabbit and trying to climb the Empire State Building, yeah. that's funny to me and I, 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 that would pique my interest. Um, which is why I was never bothered in Amy Winehouse. As much as her uh, the work that she did was really good... Um, like just the the nature of her destruction was just it was rote and boring. It was just an orig- unoriginal. If you're going to do yourself in, at least do it originally. <laughs> she died uh, unoriginally. Um, yeah, because there are some celebrities, very few, but there are some that um, they go off the rails and they come back stronger. Charlie Sheen um, is quite massive now. I mean, he was always massive, but I think I think a better example would be Robert Downey Jr. Oh yeah, Robert. Yeah, another good example. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was Iron Man. Charlie Sheen is um is a fucking mess. He was never that good at, anyway. I mean, what was he? What, what was he in that was even half good? Um, what was Wal- the Top Gun parodies he did? Was that him? Oh yeah, Hot Shots. Hot Shots. But, oh, I wouldn't. I mean, he was in Wall they Street. They were big at the time, weren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, he was in that. Uh, yeah, they were big at the time. Or was that Emilio Estevez? His half brother. In, oh, in what? Hot Shots. Oh, that no, was Charlie Sheen, wasn't it? Yeah, Emilio Estevez was in Hot Shots too, as well. Yeah, part two. Part two. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I, but you're right. After probably those films. It was a fifteen-year gap before you suddenly saw him on an American comedy show. Yeah, two and two and a half men, and then he become yeah. big over there. I, I mean, I, I personally don't like the show. No, it's, it's but cool. it became big in America. It was the number one comedy in America for quite a while, and it, they were all saying, "Oh, it's Charlie Sheen, and he's keeping it running, and he, it's all about him." And then he went mental. Yeah, and now he's got anger management, which is close to being cancelled, as far as I can see. It's not a very good show at well, all. It's just just him, isn't it? Just him, yeah, faffing about. Mm. Um, well, but yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is a great example because he's now Sherlock Holmes in the movies. Yep, he's Iron Man. Uh, he's Iron Man, which is a massive franchise, and another one's coming out in May. Yep. Um, well, Robert Downey Jr. had a um, he had a bit of a break, didn't he? Because he had a bit of a breakdown, or a number of them, um, and from two thousand to well. 2004 uh, he didn't make much um, he was in Wonder Boys in 2000 which is a great film um, and then he was in a couple of shorts and I look at this is all via IMDB then he was in Ali McBeal for quite some time 
Oh, good God. Um, I used to watch Animobile. Did you? Yeah, mm. I stopped watching it uh, at one point. Um, then he was in some really shit films. He was in The Singing Detective and Gothica. Um, and then Eros, whatever that was, Game 6. But then, uh, 2005, he was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is a um, terrific film. Mm. Um, Shane Black. Uh, you have much more time for this guy, don't you? I do. I do. Have a, I have a lot of time for him. He's a, he's a terrific screenwriter. Um, what was his uh, first script? Is it something really famous, Shane Black? Uh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. That's it. I um, knew it was a fact there. He wrote uh, Lethal Weapon, The Monster Squad. Remember that? Uh, no, I don't. Don't remember The Monster Squad? Wolfman's got nards. No, I don't remember that. With the kids and oh, you get all the famous Universal Monsters. There was the Wolfman and the Mummy and the Dracula and all of that. And the Swamp I'm, Thing. I'm, I'm picturing League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Leave Weapon 2, uh, Last Boy Scout. Oh, I love that Terrific film. film. Um, Bruce Willis. Uh, Last Action Hero. That's, I quite laugh with that. That's a good family film. Yeah. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Yep, yep, okay. Uh, Leave Weapon 4, uh, Kisses by Rain. Uh, yeah. I think he did, he did a lot of... Um, Has he done any modern stuff? Uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, he does a, I think he does a lot of script polishing um, as well. He doesn't actually... You know, come up with the scripts now. He sort of tidies them up, makes them work. Yeah, well, I mean, he wrote um, he wrote Iron Man three, but a lot. You know, the thing is, as a as writers in Hollywood, um, generally, you don't know what they do because mm. they they do a lot of un un uh, what's the word credited uncredited uh, script work. Thank you. Mm. Um, and the name that's actually written by you know Jeff Stelling. It yeah. might not have even been written by Jeff Stelling, but if, if anything, it's, it's going to be Chris Kamara who does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Iron Man. But you think he's um, he's an actor as well. He was in Predator. Uh, he was Hawkins in Predator, the oh, weedy guy is. with the glasses. Oh, really? He that him, tells the it? jokes in the, in the oh, helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Robocop Three as well. Uh, the new Robocop's going to be an absolute car crash, right? Uh, it does Please look, look, yeah, it does look like it. Pants, doesn't it? Uh, it's just the design of the Robocop. Oh, it's, looks, it, it's guy in crab suit. Yeah, it does. Rather look, than an actual robot. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the thing, I mean, Robocop in itself is a terrific film, and it's a, you know, satire of the time where it's all about commercialism and um, how large corporations are taking over, mm-hmm. you know, everything from the ground up. And there was a, a really, uh, really deep rooted sort of uh, paranoia in the film as well. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that in the original Robocop, that Robocop was actually a bit shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly machine, he just had like. Peter Weller's face and um, mm. not Paul Weller's face no. Peter Weller's face and um, you know he just sort of like moved it would have been it. heavily modded wouldn't he yeah <laughs> <laughs> you'll do something to me <laughs> um, yeah and you know he just you know does the whole body and the head move and stuff and he's got you know he's just a bit like you have 20 seconds to comply all that bullshit um Whereas this one looks a little bit like, hey, look, it's 21st century Robocop. Hey, I'm Robocop, I wear a cap. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I skateboard. Yeah, yeah. Sca- like Poochie. Scene one, act four. Yeah. Robocop gets a skateboard. Oh, dear. That's made me laugh. He does 15 wheelies. Um, yeah, so RDJ's a, a really good... Um, I think of some of the great films he's been in since the, the mid-2000s. A Scanner Darkly, uh, A Guide to Recognising Your Saints. That's a good film. Zodiac... Uh, Iron Man. Iron Man's been um, Tropic Thunder. Oh, that was a good film. Black, yeah, Blacked Up. Yeah, that was that was potentially very racist, but it, oh, it, it was hugely racist. But it, it, was, it, was, it was hugely. It funny. kind of pulled it off though, didn't it? Yeah, no, I can't think of a single other person who could have pulled that off. No, no. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, as you said. Um, Are they making a third of them? I don't know. I imagine they would. I think oh, that there's enough mileage in it. Let's, let's see how that one performs. Well, we Sherlocked out because we've got Sherlock the TV show. We've got Elementary. Do you have, have you ever seen the Elementary TV yeah, show? Yeah, fuck that. Um, no, no, no. Honestly, it's quite good. No, no, no. Honestly, fuck that. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, I will defend Elementary because I think it's a good TV yeah, show. Yeah, but think, um, why, why watch that when you've got Sherlock? Which, um, is, which is so much better than than most things on television. It's, it's superb. Sherlock's very good, um, yeah. and Benedict Cumberbund, um, as we like to call him, is an excellent actor. He'll be in full force, I suspect, in the new Star Trek film that's coming out in May. Yeah, as the bad guy. We are um, hugely excited. For that. Oh, buzzing about yeah, yeah, that! Yeah, yeah. See the trailer if you haven't already. It looks amazing, and um, most of the trailer seems to be set in London or, yeah. or space, where they seem to blow London up in some form. Yeah. Uh, future London. Um, I like Elementary on a completely different level. 
to Sherlock. Um, it's it's American cop show with Johnny Lee Miller who's very very good as a Sherlock S character. I mean, let's be honest, it's not Sherlock Holmes. It's just American bastardization of Sherlock Holmes yeah. with Lucy Liu as Doctor Watson, <laughs> Doctor Joan Watson. But I tell you, it's, it's as a cop show, it's it's fine. It's good. It's fun. I like watching it Do on they, a Tuesday um, night. For, no. for the listeners, I'm doing the finger through the finger uh, through the whole finger through uh, the whole thing. No, they uh, don't. They, there's no sexual chemistry between them. It's a, really, that they so they had a, a female mm-hmm. co-lead, mm-hmm. and they don't try and get them to. You know, do you know the premise of the of what she does in it? That's different from you know the traditional Doctor no. Watson. No. Um, uh, so uh, in the American version, Elementary, um, uh, he, it, it, in a way, this is based on the original books. Um, Sherlock is a, is a drug addict. Yeah, a recovering drug addict in elementary, and she is his uh, mentor. She is there like to sponsor. He sponsor absolutely. His dad, who's still the rich father, um, as is in the books, you know, basically bankrolls him. Yeah, is paying this woman to make sure he doesn't go back on the crack and and everything else. And the is smack. it crack? I, I think it's everything. I think, right. I think he did. It, yeah, it's certainly coke. Because in the latest episode, he was uh, given a rap of coke by John Hanna, um, okay. who played a, pa- a pal of his. He's drug dealer. Played his drug dealer. Okay. Is, uh, uh, is Mycroft in it at all? Uh, not yet. Okay. There's been mention of uh, Moriarty. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a classic American twenty-two episodes a series show, right? Re- they commissioned it for a full run. Oh, well, they've just t- just today recommissioned it for another <sighs> series. So it's it's on the long. It's a massive hit over there, by the way. Mm. And they've taken to Johnny Lee Miller really well because oh, he's English. He's got a funny accent. Yeah. Um, but, uh, is he playing an Englishman or an American? No, he plays himself. Yeah, it's, it, okay. it's it's well done. I would say try it. I know it sounds fucking crazy and mental. You think, yeah. oh, really? A woman Watson? All this. It for me, it works. Okay. Over a series of episodes, the only one that didn't work was when Vinnie Jones was sent into it to be some kind of oh is he Moriarty or is he not for a second I, I was about to say I'm actually going to give this a chance but then you said Billy Jones <laughs> it was only one episode and he was awful no it, was, chance. it was a bad chance absolutely no chance we I w- honestly would give it a go it's quite quite good and funny but um, yeah anyway uh, what was their point what was we talking about uh, I don't know stuff too many Sherlock's spoil the broth right? yeah, yeah yeah um I don't know whether there, there probably will be financial legs in them doing a third Sherlock home film yeah yeah there's no with, reason there's no reason Guy Ritchie's and all that um let's see how it performed I've got it I've got it here I think they were both successful the second one wasn't crit- as well critically received if, if I remember correctly uh budget 120 oh grossed 186 so it was um yeah it made money 60 mil in the in the red yeah in the black uh, fifty, yeah, fifty, fifty mil. In, is that in dollars? Yeah, dollar bill, y'all. So it's yeah, making sorry, money. Six, yeah, sixty, sixty million dollars, and that's just from box office. So um, it probably made a hell of a lot more on um, DVDs and shit. Yeah, yeah. downloads or whatever it is nowadays. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty good business actually. That's, I mean, seeing really as we're talking movies and it's kind of naturally moving this way, what, uh, there's a lot of sequels and things nowadays. Yeah. What um what franchises do you most enjoy at the moment? And um, what do you think has legs that maybe isn't quite a franchise yet or should be brought back? You know, they obviously do a lot of reboots now, so Yeah. I don't know. Evil Dead's coming back, and it's got a very good review. The new Evil Dead, yeah, yeah, movie. it's reviewed very strong. Yeah, um, uh, uh, obviously they made a, two or three of them back in the day, eighties. There was there was three. Yeah, I mean, is it actually Evil Dead's actually interesting because the the first one was very no budget. It was um, Sam Raimi um, and uh, just his pals in the in the forest making. The Evil Dead. Sam Raimi is the guy who went on to make them three Spider-Man films. Is yeah, that right? the three terrible Spider-Man films. Yeah, um, but not three terrible. Uh, no, they were the, right. The, yeah. the last one was dog shit. Um, but the, so that was that one. Then the Evil Dead Two is essentially essentially a remake of Evil Dead One, mm. but with more money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so they they sort of remade it a little bit. Mm. Um, and then Evil Dead Three, um, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. is when he, Ash get Ash, Ash being the lead character of the the franchise it's sent back to medieval times and it's a bit silly I love it to bits Um, and they're all very funny they've all got the Sam Raimi sort of tongue in his cheek and Mm. they're very well directed I mean in the first one he's raped by a tree so that gives gives you an idea of how funny they are I mean they're like silly stupid I mean there's nothing funny about that but it's just like like, oh my god I'm trying to think of a tree pun right now um, leave it alone (laughs) leave it (laughs) leave it leave it don't Um, worry his bark's worse than his bark let's just try and branch out a bit (laughs) 
Um, Do you want to see my wood? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I saw... Um, me and Nat went and saw Stoker, the um, Chamwick Park film, uh, at the cinema the other day. Um, a rare trip to the cinema. And uh, there was the trailer for the new Evil Dead film. Mm. Fucking terrifying. Really? Oh, yeah, it, really it looks, it looks <laughs> the, tra- the trailer was grim. And um, I was just like, this, is, this doesn't look funny. Is this the one where the girl cuts her tongue... Very slowly in half with a with a knife in front of another pe- petrified. You know, it's. it's, it's don't a, know. I don't. I can't yeah. remember it in detail. I'm I just sure that's being, in the trailer. Yeah. I just remember it being really poor. Um, oh, it like, looks. It looks. Th- it looks bloody and yeah crazy. Um, but but I, I, I get. I get what you're saying. That's. But Sam Raimi's involved with that, so I'm. I've not really got any issue with it. I think he's. You know, he's. I think he's either producing it or whatever. Um, or wrote it and produced it, but you know, gave the Didn't direct, direct it. Yeah. No, gave the directing reins to to a beginner. Um, I, I I liked a recent sort of reboot slash sequel was Predators. I haven't seen it. You haven't I've got seen it. Predi- I've got it. I've got it saved on my TiVo. Top, top that you legitimately bought. Um, no, no, yeah, no. Oh, I, yeah. I legitimately recorded on it, uh, it, Channel Four. It is Channel the, Four. It is brilliant. I absolutely love is it. Is it? Yeah, it's with got, Adrian Brody in it. Adrian yeah? Brody is a badass. Who's the main? Is the main guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that that doesn't quite work in my head already. Oh, but. it's it's a great film. Um, yeah? it's it's directed by. Um, uh, Nimrod Atau, I think his name is. Oh yeah, Dave. Yeah, yeah Dave. <laughs> um, but it's got it's got a fantastic cast. It's really, uh, I think they've actually used most of the score from the original. Oh, that's um, cool. So you've got like the music and stuff, and it's all. I like um, that idea. It's set in the in a jungle again, which is great. Have you ever seen Predator Two? I've seen all the Predators up until this one. Okay. Um, Alien verses and all that. Oh yeah, they're, they're crap. Um, but I mean, I, I, I Predator just, too. I I used to have that on video. It yeah, was, yeah. I, I liked it. Uh, <coughs> it was um, the the guy from the Lethal Weapon, wasn't it? Danny yeah, Glover. Danny Glover, yeah. <coughs> uh, and Bill Paxton. Um, Bill Paxton, yeah, yeah, okay. Bill Paxton, who uh, has the uh, dubious honour of being killed by uh, Alien, Predator, and Terminator. Is that true? Yeah, he's the only person who's been killed by all three. Wow, what a way to go! Yeah, um, yeah. The cast is brilliant. You've got Adrian Brody. Um, uh, Danny Trejo, Lawrence Fishburne, Larry Fishburne, Larry Fishburne. Yep, um, he's cool. Walton Goggins, Who? Uh, you'd know him if you saw him. Um, uh, he's been in loads and loads of things. Topher Grace, I know the name. I can't picture him. He was Eddie Brock in the rubbish th- uh, third Spider-Man film. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, Eddie Brock. Yeah, that's that's it really. Um, but yes, it's it's great. It's got the best opening as well. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but watch it. It's it's fantastic. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's, I've got that's, it. Oh, it's HD glory, so I will watch it. And definitely then come back and feedback on a podcast. Yeah, it's well good. But for um, for other series as well, I mean, I, I'm massively into comic books and um, stuff, and I think the way that Marvel have um, uh, handled their movies mm. uh, has just been fantastic, and I'm I'm always excited about a new Marvel movie coming out. Well, they now have this blueprint, which is. Um, they do a series of, you know, so they'll have um, a Thor movie. They they had a Captain America movie, and at the end of each one, they have a little kind of teaser for the next film, don't they? Sting is um, is that what they call them? Yeah, uh, post credit yeah. sting. Yeah, um, and they've become something of a of a bit of a fanboy thing where people are, oh, what's what's the ending going to be on, on Iron Man three? How's that going to tie into the next Marvel film? You yeah, know? Um, and uh, and then obviously it all built up to a head with the Avengers. Um, last year, which yep. was a massive success, and oh, yeah. just a, f- and a huge achievement to get so many famous faces on in, on the screen in one in one movie, really. and to make it work. Yeah, and to make it work, it's uh, and that's um, you, you had know, the Hulk. You had the for the people who haven't seen the film, which is probably two of you, um, <laughs> the Hulk in the uh, in the same team as Iron Man, in the same team as uh, Thor and Captain America. And who yeah. am I missing? The Scarlett Johansson's uh, sexy yeah, Black, Black, Widow, Black, Black Widow, and Jeremy Renner's uh, Hulk Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, all you know, big film stars on their own, all made massive movies individually. So, so Nicholas Fury. Oh yeah, um, Sam Jackson, of course. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, there's 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 tons of people in there, and you know, that's testament to Marvel's um, uh, good business decisions, where they they hire the right people to do the right jobs. For instance, they hired uh, Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon, to um, write and direct that. Now, obviously, mm. he's got. Um, Years and years, and years of experience of writing things, but he, uh, he primarily deals with ensemble casts, mm-hmm. which is what this very much is. Yeah, um, and you know, helming Buffy the Vampire Slayer for uh, years, and that was his thing. Yeah, yep, that's his. And uh, Firefly, 
that was another one. And, you know, he did uh, Dollhouse as well, and he's done some other films. Um, there are lots of big names all together in a room and making them w- and their characters work together. Yeah, which was why they employed him in the first place, which made it work on the Avengers because it could have been an absolute disaster. There's yeah. no doubt about that, and it, 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 the, it, the scales are probably tipped towards a disaster the, the film could have been crap I don't think it would have been a financial disaster because no it would, would have been the, the hype was ridiculous yeah, they've spe- they basically spent five years hyping it up haven't they with other movies yeah but they, they, they wouldn't have allowed it and they didn't allow it to, to become a disaster through purely good you know business decisions so for instance like um, like getting Kenneth Branagh to direct Thor because Thor's got a, mm. a slightly more um, light-hearted aspect to it. Yeah. Captain America, you get Joe Johnson to do it. Who did the Rocketeer, mm. um, which is just the best film. Um, but they also fit those. Um, I mean, Kenneth Branagh obviously is Shakespearean. You you think of kind of that kind of old school kudos, and Thor's very much you know Asgard, and we talk very almost yeah. it, it, you know old school English and at each other, and it's all big. Do I appear to be? In I'm a, a king, mood? and you're the prince, and we are going to kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, with the with the Rocketeer, it was all about kind of Nazi era kind of yeah. uh, you know blimps and stuff, and that's exactly what Captain America was. So they they're fitting the right people who have do, have kind yeah. of well tread those um, boards already. Yeah. into the right positions yeah I mean the only one that was a bit of a gamble and it was obviously the first one was um, Iron Man with John mm. Favreau um, because that was uh, I mean he, he directed things before but as far as action and stuff a film of that nature was concerned I think he was a bit of an unknown quantity mm. um, well I always remember him as the guy in Friends who's Monica's husband, uh, boyfriend and he's the cage fighter yeah that's that's how I remember John Favreau and all of a sudden he's now this big director well I mean that was that was quite a long way down the line I mean he his um, his debut um, Swingers he he directed he wrote and directed mm. um, very talented guy oh yeah very very talented guy but then now that um, Marvel uh, has had this and it's worked in, in what they're now calling phase one they're now going to do a, a phase two which is basically the same uh, blueprint as I just mentioned so they're going to do a series of new movies they've got a new Thor coming out Thor 2 yep. um, Captain America Winter Soldier which is Captain America 2 obviously yep. um, I'm not sure about other ones leading up to well, Avengers I, I, 2 Iron Man 3 Iron Man 3 will be yeah of course it's the yep. first in this new wave yep. and um, presumably they'll all have these um, stings as you say at the end uh, which will tease onto the next film building up to an uh, an Avengers sequel yeah or, or, yeah, or, or it could it, it could tease into a sort of wider narrative as well, mm-hmm. um, like they did with the other ones where they had uh, Stellan Starsgard there, just sort of like, oh, look, it's a powerful thing. So, uh, I mean, we, we're talking about sort of bringing back um, major franchises or revamping them, etc. Mm. Star Wars is, um, I don't know if we've kind of mentioned this before a little bit. Yeah, we did, we, we did talk about Star Wars. Yeah. The, what, what I do want to ask, though, which is different on the Star Wars issue, because obviously Disney have bought it and um, uh, they're going to bring out at least three new movies and yep. they're talking about side pr- movies as well. Well, yeah, I think that. I think Are they going to follow the Marvel? Um, do you think they're going to follow the Marvel blueprint now? Now they know that it works, it'd be very. You know, it's lazy, but I wouldn't put it past them. I don't think they'll follow the blueprint that Marvel are doing because that's that's very much of starting from scratch. Whereas you know, Star Trek's got sorry, Star Wars has got a thirty years worth of um, history yeah. of history there, yeah, and now there's six films that already exist. Mm-hmm. They can only go forward; they can't really go back unless they do the sort of um, which they have been talking about, like prequels for individual characters, like a standalone. Uh, so you'd have an Anakin one. Well, but it, no, sorry, he's kind of been done like, death. That's like, a bad example. Like Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. You'd have a stand like Boba Hansel. Fett or something. And they've, they've said they've said about yeah, Boba Fett. That'd be wicked. Um, so they, they really need to sort of carve their own path. And you've got to remember, though, Disney own Marvel as well. Right. So do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney own know. everything. Um, <laughs> and and to, and to their testament, what they've what they've done is they just they give people money and just say go do it. Oh yeah. Whereas in the past they've been really controlling. Now that they, they, they take on the a very hands-off approach. They know that Marvel know what they're doing, mm-hmm. so they just say, "Well, mm-hmm. go and do it. And, go, go, uh, make, go make us some money." I mean, the key is to get um, the best director, what albeit or whatever, yeah. or cast, and then they they should. If you're a massive conglomerate company, and you, as long as you can employ the best people at the time, you should be able to just go right, make the film that you want to make in on, on this. Because um, you're the best, and presumably we're paying you a lot of money to mm. produce a product that's going to be awesome. Yeah, um, and that ninety nine percent of the time should work, right? Yes, you would hope so. There's always a the odd thing that stands in the way of a, a film success, mm. um, but you know that they, they could be anything. The, the one thing they need to do, which they are doing, is just make sure that 
all the all the pieces on the board are in place yeah. and they're ready to strike when they when they want to. I think that Marvel uh, got a much more steady ground to work on mm-hmm. than whoever it is who's taking the reins of Star Wars because um, that's got such a fevering following. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter, and we've said this before, but it doesn't matter what you do, no one's going to like it. No. Well, you know, there's going to be some people who are going to bitch and moan about it. Oh, it's whereas, terrible. Yeah, exactly. Whereas with the Marvel stuff, I think it was pretty unilateral across the board that everyone loved the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about I mean, that. Captain America, everyone loved that. Um, Iron Man, one and um, maybe not so much two, but yeah. one. Uh, one is just is phenomenal. Um, and, and Thor. Thor is a fantastic great. looking film. Yeah. We, I think we saw that cinema. We, did, we saw it in 3D. Did uh, we? Yeah. And it looked incredible. Yeah, as well. it looked great. <laughs> There's also new news that they're making a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Really? Michael Bay. Oh, yeah, no, I did hear that. And they've just cast the four leads, I think, for the Turtles, but it's... Are they CG, or...? It's a uh, it's live-action film, but they'll be... I suppose it's going to be very much like Transformers, which is what Michael Bay did, right? Yeah. Which will be CGI kind of creatures. Um, but they'll they be mo-capped. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it will be... Um, real life you know so they've got they've got Megan Fox as April O'Neil in it okay I didn't um, hear that which uh, sounds like terrible casting to me um, it's a Michael Bay film yeah she'll, yeah she'll, oh, have little, she'll have little shorts on she'll little bend, shorts big boobs bend yeah. over and she'll go oh yeah, no, lots of explosions um, um, I, I read that they were gonna they, they weren't gonna be like mut- mutants they were gonna be aliens they're gonna be alien. yeah he's, he's messing around big yeah. time with the it's script it's not canon you bastard <laughs> but why not why not have a, have a play around with it you know people get precious about this stuff Tom it's um, imagine if they they changed Batman instead of his parents being brutally killed he just um, he, but J.J. Abrams did it with Star Trek he, he basically blew up Vulcan which is like wow that was a big risk ah but with that it, it was a parallel timeline yeah, I know you can kind of argue it away where it's oh, it's not the it's not the same one as the original Kirk and Spock, but I mean, he blew up Vulcan. It has a similar right, potential to yeah. really piss people off. Yeah, um, would, would that piss people off though if they they imploded if Vulcan? If you're a mental trekking, you, know, you can't do that. You can't do that. You've ruined the film for me. I don't remember there being too much of an uproar about that. No, it was the big it was a big twist in the first film, wasn't it? Um, I, I suspect yeah. there'll be a similar twist. Well, I, we know there's going to be a, a big thing about the main uh, coming back to Benedict Cumberbatch, who he's actually playing in the new Star Trek film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they've quite openly said it's a character that you've seen before in the old Star Trek films. Yeah, and we we, we don't know and who we, that is. Um, yet. He's under some coded name at the minute of something like George Harrison or something. It's not George <laughs> Harrison, but John Harrison, I think. Yeah, it is. any one of uh, the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Ringo. Um, but. Uh, I'm just going to come here to blow up your starship. It, it'll end up being someone um, who was um, a very famous character in the old Star Trek yeah. TV show. It'll, so. be, yeah, it'll, it'll be Gary Mitchell. Gary Mitchell, uh, Harry Mudd, or it, it won't be Khan. Q. Q, oh, love That's Q. an outside guess. It'll be it. a great Q. No, uh, it's, it, it's, it's that, that, that really is mixing, um, mixing generations, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, why not? Q's, Q lives all ti- anywhere at all times, doesn't he? Yeah, think. but no, he wouldn't be Q. Um, <laughs> I saw a great uh, episode. It'd be great if he was Picard. <laughs> Can you imagine like that? Um, yeah, that's it, it's it's good. Um, one, one recent thing that was uh, that came out was Prometheus, which was a sort of pseudo uh, origin story for Alien, Aliens yeah, yeah. franchise. Um, I think it was a, a full origin story for Alien, wasn't it? No, no, no. Because they they said that there was um, there's a couple of it's like one of three sort of thing. There's a couple of films before you get up to uh, Alien. So it's one of it's one of a trilogy, not necessarily a trilogy, but I I think that I imagine there's a couple of films in between that. Do you so, think they'll make another Prometheus? Well, they're, they're saying they want to. Everyone's on board. They just don't know how to do it. I think they should. I they, thought it they, was. They, I thought it was a good film. Ridley Scott actually said that he just doesn't know how to do it. Oh right, just doesn't know how to get the story there. Because if you I mean, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, at the end of the film, there's the the lead character um, goes off, or the character that is left goes off to do something or other. And the thing that they're going to do, um, they just they can't connect the dots. The producers can't connect the dots between that and you know the next film and Alien or another film and Alien. Um, mm. So it's it's set within the same universe. It's got the same. I think the the the, the phrase they use has had the same DNA. Mm. But um, and it would work as a standalone film if you left it alone. It'd be fine. Yeah. Because um, it would just exist. I'd like to see Prometheus too. I'd like to see more of them. I'd pay to see it. Yeah, I'd like to see more of them. I mean, um, I've, I've got the Blu-ray right there. All right. Um, 
Uh, it's fantastic looking film. Oh, I think it's the, one of the best films, best looking films I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, let's not get it. It leaves a lot to be desired in lots of areas. It's, oh, as a film, as a film, yeah, yeah. I mean, I but think it's in, it's entertaining enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much so. It's uh, there was there was very high hopes for it. And that's uh, why I worry about the Star Wars film because I mean the hope, the, the expectation for that is impossible to live up to. I, I, but my my expectation has been tempered by the fact that there was three three awful f- ones, fairly rubbish prequels. Yeah, um, that's true. You get anything good? I, I'm looking forward to seeing. The original, you know, um, uh, what's Luke that? Skywalker. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford mumbling their way through a film. Mm. Um, and oh, I, I, you know, I just want to see that. That just give yeah. me a, a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, it's nostalgia, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that's all it is. But Prometheus was a fantastic, uh, for me, reboot of of a, you know, it could take the Alien franchise in a completely different direction. You know, in a good way. Well, you can only take you can take it up to a point because it's got a very definite start point, hasn't it? Yeah, but just like the end of the um, the new Star Wars films that had, had come out, I mean, yeah, the, the, that was the best bit was watching him become Darth Vader. Right? They began with the end in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and but the journey in between was all messed up and not very good. But if they'd have done that awesomely, you'd be like, wow, what a journey to the point we all know where it's going to get to. And they could yeah. do that with the next two Prometheuses if they did do two more. Yeah, well, but, that's that's the idea. Yeah. They're um, they're going to make two avatars sequels. Yep, possibly more. Possibly more. Yeah. Oh, it could, that could, that could go on forever as well. Avatar. Yeah. Well, it? James Cameron famously said he said I'm only in the Avatar business now. He only, yeah. He, he only wants to because he is a he's got a he's an eco warrior. He's now, got an he? ecological me- message that he likes to put across, and he feels that he can do it within that universe. Fair um, enough. Have you ever seen? You've seen the Abyss. You ever seen the Abyss? Yeah, I love that film. It's a great film. Have you ever seen the making of the Abyss? Uh, I have, um, but I can't really remember it. But it's <coughs> it's as good as the film, isn't oh, it's, it? It's better than the film. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, for those of you who have not seen it, the, the Abyss was famously one of the most troubled productions you ever like to see. Uh, I don't know whether or not you can get it on YouTube. Um, what the film or the making of? The making of. Um, yeah, it's set in a, um, a mining. Uh, underwater oh yeah underwater uh, is it mining yeah I think it's mining uh, company they've got this uh, sort of underwater mining platform basically and uh, there's some sort of alien doohickey that goes on but the the, the, the interesting point is that most I think 99% of it was actually shot underwater mm. um, they built sets underwater and they did real life uh, like ROVs and the, the sort of uh the machines and the vehicles underwater was actually there. What they did was they got a decommissioned nuclear um, power plant, right? And it was the uh, reactor core, and they filled it up with like a gazillion liters of water. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know, there, there's plenty of things that went wrong with it. So they realised that the water was too reflective, so it didn't look deep. So what they did was they had to cover the surface of it with these little like black bead things. Um, I think they originally tried a tarp to black it out. Um, but that didn't work and it rained for like 30 days and 30 nights and then there's all the issues of you know having all this equipment underwater all the time and mm. all of the crew and actors having to be like trained underwatermen yeah, yeah. I can't remember frogmen or whatever yeah, yeah absolutely um, and it, you know just the logistical challenge of, of making a feature film completely underwater uh, and sounds like a nightmare oh the, the the stories of it. I mean, you could probably get the whole thing on YouTube, but if not, it's on any of the. I think it's on most of the DVDs or the Blu-ray special editions. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. It's probably the. It's probably I think the best making of film from a purely technical standpoint. Another really good making of uh, going off on a tangent is called Full Tilt Boogie, which was the making of uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it's ah, oh, it's brilliant. It's a, it, it is a. I film. love that film. Anyway. It is a film in itself. Um, right. Tarantino uh, heavily involved in the making of it, I assume. What of the ma- of the making of the making? Yeah. No, no, no. It's a. It was a different. It's a woman who made oh, it. Right, okay. um, just ju- hanging around. Just just had free reign. Um, wow! Because it was it's Robert Rodriguez who made. Um, oh, of course, yeah. Tarantino wrote it, wrote he? it, and, and act, starred in and it, but he didn't it, film, yeah. he didn't direct it. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a really fun flick. Uh, to, to finish up, because we come to our end, um, yeah, it huh? is 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 uh, two more right? Uh, Independence Day two and three uh, are happening. Do you know this? I don't know if they're happening. That they said what? The, yeah, I know, no, he's Ro- quoted this week. Roland Emmerich said what he would possibly do with it. I heard the. Um, I read what he said, what he might do with it, and it piqued my interest. Yeah, it sounds quite good, because um, he would set it 
literally 20 years as it is yeah. now after the original film um, where it, it, and he, he was able to explain it away because of you know spacey stuff like wormholes and stuff by the time yeah. the message from the aliens gets back to its home world and they come and you know we need more aliens to defeat the, the earth men yeah um, not realising that a wormhole is actually a space time um, error so that you know if someone did go through a wormhole it would explain anything away in Hollywood it, it would be straight after the but the, the invasion would have been sent straight away and it's only <laughs> yeah. reaching earth now uh, 20 years on and, and earth is a much diff- more different place by the sounds of it um, yeah they, uh, they, having, they, we've ha- we're having using their uh, their alien technology yeah um, I quite liked the I think the quote he said was that they they can't Recreate it, but they can adapt it. Yeah, like the humans could like can't recreate it because it's made use alien uh, alien materials. Thing. Yeah, yeah, very similar to um, District Nine. Yes, yeah. where yeah, the people can't use the humans can't use the the aliens. The alien guns. Yeah, um, that's I love that film. That's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's two more. Um, it's all sequels, isn't it? Well, there's plenty of original material out there. It's just people getting the the chance to to make it. I mean, people like Ryan Johnson who did. Um, uh, Looper, great film. Great film. Um, and you've got um, Shane Carruth who did um, Primer, and he's got a new film out called Upstream Color. I think mm-hmm. which is supposedly got just fantastic rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, There's Oblivion I'm, coming out, which is a new big yeah, budget that, that looks really Tom good. Cruise movie, and and they're a very similar styled one. Um, certainly in premise, it, it would probably be completely different. Which is the Will Smith, Jaden Smith, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of father son movie After Earth. Yep. Um, they could be potentially two sci-fi spin-off, you know, several yeah, really good. films, you know. So th- I think there's plenty of original voices out there. It's just whether or not they get funded and whether they get yeah. made. Um, but yeah, lots to look forward to. So that is it for another week. Uh, episode 13. Wow. Has it been lucky? Has it been unlucky? It looks like we made it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough from me, Alan Porter. And it's me, Tom Hutchins. See you next time. See you then. Bye.